Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. are you? I hope you're doing well. I want to do a quick intro before my actual intro because I need to give you a quick update. Since I talked to Claudia on this podcast episode, she has lost 12.6 pounds. Okay, can we just celebrate that? She deserves it and she has worked so hard for it. And I can't wait for her to come back on the podcast and share with you what shifts happened and what happened from this podcast episode to now the next one. Because there was a coaching that Claudia and I did where I was like telling Claudia that it's okay for you to challenge yourself in a healthy way. And it's okay to like feel just a little bit uncomfortable in your body like when you're working out because your body is stronger than you think and because claudia comes from a crossfit background like she was afraid of pushing herself to like go hard because when she used to go really hard she'll feel like like she'll literally need to throw up after her workout and so she held back you know a lot when it came to working out and i knew that like she could have this like beautiful relationship or exercise where she could literally get stronger and push herself but in a healthy way and this is like i'm just so amazed because ever since that coaching she started embodying the identity of becoming an active person and everything just compounded from there so that's a little sneak peek but in this episode claudia is going to share with you how she created space for her weight loss goal so let's get started hello everybody welcome back to another podcast episode today i have my client claudia to talk to y'all all about creating space for your weight loss goal and I am still currently working with Claudia, and so she has just accomplished so much in the past, I would say like three to four months, and I really want to bring her on the podcast because she has a lot to share with you. If you come from a burnout background when it comes to your career, or you've always had this idea of like, I want to lose weight, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to like do it consistently. Claudia is going to be your person and I can't wait for y'all to hear her story and how much she's accomplished in a six-month one-on-one coaching program. And so thank you, Claudia, for coming. Can you please introduce yourself to the people? Yes. Hi, Sam. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Claudia. I, I started my weight loss journey not knowing how it was going to be, but I'm loving it and I'm so happy I did it. Um, I'm also a coach for other women of color that are at their most burnout and that want to create a life and want to have a career with balance and options. So I'm so excited that I created this opportunity and I I get to work with you, Sam. This is amazing. So before we get started, can you just share like what has been a most recent win of yours, like in your health journey so far? Like I think just highlighting that would be really important. 
Yeah. There's so many. (laughs) We had like almost two pages. Um, (laughs) But I, you know, one of the biggest wins uh, that I've had lately is moving my body more. You know, I think before it was, I used to do exercise, but now it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. I, I look forward to my workouts. I I love working out. <laughs> it feels so good after I, I do a workout. And I think that's been one of the biggest shifts for me where I enjoy working out because they're they're made for me. They're made for my body. And I think that's something that um it took a long time for me to be here. So I'm proud to be here. Oh my God. I love that. And yeah, yeah God has been killing me at her workouts. Like I would get these little like notification that she did her workout today and I'm like, <laughs> she's just killing it. But that is huge because I know you did struggle a lot with like working out, feeling like a chore mm-hmm. um, and if feeling like you have to go really hard, but this is really interesting because I just want you to give a background of your health journey, your weight loss story, right? Just so that the people can understand like, what have you tried and like your burnout background and how that impact you taking care of your health. Because I know someone going through it in their career right now is probably like, you know, I know that my body's talking to me, but I have to worry about work. And so how can mm-hmm. I balance out between doing those two things? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You know, and I think it's really important it's important for us to acknowledge like our story and also everything that we told we've had told ourselves up to this point. And I think for me, weight loss has been an ongoing journey throughout my life. Um, you know, growing up, I used to hear those around me, like my mom, my aunts, just do a lot of body shame or a lot of narratives of, of like, I can't lose weight. So, and then comments towards me as a little girl of how I was chubby. So, you know, there was some negative self-image growing up. And I remember um, I used to exercise with my sister a lot too. So there were phases where we were like, okay, let's do this. Let's exercise. But the eating was always there. The eating was always a challenge where, um, we used to snack so much, but the exercise was still pretty consistent. So that's kind of my story where um, it almost seems like I, I either I go really hard on exercise, but I also go hard. Uh, I used to go hard on snacking, too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I think just going throughout my life and a big shift that I noticed where I, I had a really difficult time um, losing weight was postpartum. Um, and especially it's it becomes harder if someone, when someone is going through post- postpartum depression, you know, just your body changes in so many ways. Um, I felt so disconnected with my body for so long that I almost neglected my health to some point. And at that time, I also... I went back to work as a full-time employee. That was almost like my first real job after college. So it was a lot of new things. And my health, my body was definitely um, one of the last things that I used to nurture. And that I I did see that impact of that long-term. Yeah, and can I also just add, Claudia used to do CrossFit. Yes, (laughs) And so when she says she goes hard, like she goes hard. <laughs> and I know when you used to do CrossFit and mm-hmm. you through like a stressful time in your career, I know you also 
felt your body talking to you because you also experienced psychiatric nerve pain. Oh, yes. That's been an almost that the sciatica pain has have been going on for years to the point where I almost normalized the pain. <laughs> but it it really got to an extreme point this the beginning of January, where I put a lot of pressure on my body. And I think it was a combination of stress, but also the exercise that I I did because I felt so I was adding more shame yeah. <laughs> to how I was eating. So I think that was the breaking point um, for me. So this is really interesting. And I'm so glad that you share that because what was the shift for you? Because I remember when I did a lot of diets, there was that one pivotal moment where I was like, okay, Sam, like you obviously cannot keep doing this because like your body's saying that you shouldn't be binging every weekend if Mm -hmm. you're going to be eating clean Monday through Friday. And so for you, because you were going through this postpartum depression and also you were getting back into your career, you felt the psychiatric nerve pain. Like, what was that moment for you where you're like, I can't do what used to work because that doesn't work for me anymore. Whether it's the dieting, the snacking, (laughs) you know, like the hardcore working out. Like, I want to know what that moment was like for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it was that time when I got the worst sciatica pain and I just couldn't walk. I couldn't move. And I knew what got me to that point. And it was because I was in this point of putting so much pressure on my body because that's how I did it before. Do a lot of exercise, push my body to the point where it felt like I need to burn these calories to eliminate like the cinnamon <laughs> cinnamon roll that I just ate. So I knew something needed to shift because I knew that wasn't working anymore for me. And I, did, I just didn't want to put my body through that. Yeah. And were you, did you have like this like epiphany of, yeah, we, we're not doing this anymore because it's not working out. So when you were experiencing that, how did you get yourself out of it? Because I feel like sometimes we're in that spiral for a little bit while before we're like, we're going to decide to like get help or we're going to decide to like do something about this. Like, I'm curious, what was that next step for you when you realized that you were in that position because you were putting so much pressure and you were probably feeling a lot of stress too? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And that's another part of this journey for me too, is being more attuned to my body and listening to my body. So one of those is like knowing where I carry my stress. And that's definitely part of it. Um, But for me back then, it was like, okay, I know that I'm putting this pressure. I know that I'm being hard on myself. I, you know, through shame. And that was a big shift for me because I was in that moment, I knew that what I had done up to that time wasn't working anymore. And it was like these cycles of, okay, let me go hard. <laughs> let me exercise for four to six weeks and lose the weight that I want. <laughs> and then let me um, go on vacation, come back and do a lot of emotional eating. <laughs> and then once I get to the point of like, I don't like how I look, then let me start exercising again. Isn't that crazy? I, I just think yes. that's crazy because like, 
I think like you just saying this, Ella, you're like realizing that that was a cycle that you were in. Mm-hmm. And I remember like when we got to like the six week mark of one one coaching, Claudia was like, this is like the longest I've ever been consistent. Yes. And <laughs> you, were, you were like super surprised, but also you were like, it doesn't feel like how it used to feel where mm-hmm. it felt like uh, you had a lot of the pressure to like do things perfectly or like go hard. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that really shifted for you. And so I, I love how you brought up emotional eating. I want to talk about that because you said that working out isn't usually like the struggle that you have to go through. It's usually the food. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can you tell the people like your emotional eating journey and how that impacts you? Because I know for sure when you're in a high stress career, the mm-hmm. emotional eating like is literally up here because like your hormones and your emotions are also all over the place. And that doesn't help you manage the emotional eating. So I want to hear about that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, emotional eating was my go-to all the time. That was the way I was coping 100%. And that's why, you know, I think when I was doing CrossFit three times a week, I was still going home. I was still going to my work, but I was trying to avoid all the stress, all the emotions that I was feeling because I just had neglected my health and my, like myself, like as a whole, um, where I just felt very disconnected with myself. So emotional eating helped me cope. And I think also like as anything that had been going my, like throughout my life as a kid, as a teenager, that was my go-to. So that's all I knew. Um, and that's what I continued doing into my adult life. So you know, being, I used to work in education and I used to give it my all. <laughs> so it was a very stressful career and not nurturing yourself outside your role. I think that's where a lot of us, um, it's really hard, right? Because we want to be successful, especially as first gen Latina professionals um, or women of color professionals that we, we, we want to give all to our career because one we care but also that's almost like the work ethic that we learn from our caregivers so we make it mean something about who we are as individuals so when we don't do um or when we don't go above and beyond it may seem like we're not doing enough so that definitely led to the burnout that i was feeling and i was coping by emotional eating i was coping with that burnout because i just didn't know any other way I'm really glad that you brought that up because like a lot of times like being a woman of color, right? I feel like we, it's really easy for us to like sacrifice ourselves, mm-hmm. like our, mm-hmm. ourself before our well-being. Like we, we just, it's easy for us to do that because we see it in mm-hmm. our families, but also like that leads to like emotional eating like and I always say I always say that like the emotional eating is just like um the outside piece of it like it's like the external thing that you like see Mm -hmm. but that's not actually like the real thing that's going on right and I remember for you the biggest thing that you had to work on was managing your stress with work right Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and just like life in general because that was how you weren't going to get triggered to get into the emotional eating spiral. And I'm bringing this up because if you're listening to this and you're like, I struggle with emotional eating too. I just want you to know, like a lot of times that comes from like stress, 
And if you're managing your stress, like someone can give you like a meal plan. Someone can like tell you like, hey, this is how to stop emotional eating. Like mm-hmm. they can go outside <laughs> and like you won't be able to like do it because you don't have the capacity in your brain to even think about the plan because you're so stressed from work or so burnt out. And so for you, like how did you make space for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I realized that I knew I knew that I need to heal burnout first. I knew I needed to heal that part of me to focus on 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 this part of my journey on, on my physical on losing weight because you're right, it's like it's coping with the stress, it's coping with or managing your stress but also nurturing yourself first, you know? And this journey is definitely part of it, but it's okay to go one step at a time. And that's where self-compassion comes into place, right? Like that was the most immediate thing for me that I needed to heal burnout. I need to heal that part. So, and that's what opened capacity for me to shift and like, okay, now I have the capacity. I have the, what is it? Like the bandwidth (laughs) to focus on my weight loss very intentionally. And even working with you, Sam, you know, I think as we have been working these past few months together, I've also built capacity for as we move forward, because if you would have given me a meal plan <laughs> the first month in, yeah. I would have been like, okay, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this is. Right. But I think that's, we, we um, work towards it. We, it was like a lot of awareness, a lot of like, where are what you met me halfway of like, he, here's where I am and let's work towards um, having the meal plan. So and when that came around, I knew I was ready for it. I knew I had the capacity <laughs> to focus on meal planning for for this new phase in our journey together. That's so good. Because you know what I just thought of when you said that? I literally like just posted a thread this morning. And I can't believe it's like relating to it right now. <laughs> but I posted it and it says, what you want for your body and what your body wants from you are different things. Mm-hmm. And especially when you come from like a burnout phase in your life, or maybe you've performed at such a high stress level, right? Mm-hmm. And a part of you wants to lose weight. What if like losing weight is not like the right thing to do right away? Mm-hmm. Like what if the right thing for you is to practice resting yeah. and to practice self-compassion, like what Claudia mm-hmm. is talking about? Or like to practice just taking a break, right? Like there's so many of my clients that like when they first joined, they're like, okay, Sam, I just want you to like rush me there and help me get there as quickly as possible. But then when I look at their circumstances, like their life, it's like, I don't want you to use those things to like hold you back. But I do want you to look at it like, okay, this is how much stuff I have on my plate. Mm -hmm. Like how can I meet myself in the middle? Because sometimes- like if you force yourself to go like zero to a hundred and your weight loss, but mm-hmm, when really mm-hmm. your body's asking you to rest or your body's asking you to like, okay, can we just slow down, take a break? Let's just have some free time when we go outside and take a walk. We don't always have to go to the gym. Like if you yeah. just let yourself have that space to like yeah. meet your body halfway, that is actually like the fastest progress you can make. And I think you're mm-hmm. such a great example of that because you didn't like start working out three times a week all of a sudden at the beginning of the program. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, you took mm-hmm. a lot of walks. Oh yeah. I was, I was walking for me was it. 
<laughs> yeah. And that really came from the fear of having the sciatica pain again. And that's something that I work with you through, right? It's like the intensity, the fear of the intensity, but it's like shifting that mindset of like, I'm stronger than I think I am. Right. So working through that and also knowing that it's like building up to it where now before I didn't do incline because I was scared I was going to get the sciatica pain where now I'm doing incline. And it's something that, you know, I, I built up to it and, and it's happening slowly. And it goes back to what you're saying. So I'm like, it, it really, um, going from one place to another, does it have to be from zero to a hundred, you know, and everything, every step counts. And I love that you also mentioned like listening to your body and listening to what you need and how that's already a huge progress because part of like working with you, I love that I'm working with you during this time because it almost highlights different parts of what I used to have so much anxiety around, like traveling, the holidays are coming up, for example. Oh yeah, they are coming up, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> but traveling was a huge thing for me and you know, every time I used to come back, I, I used to do a lot of emotional eating because there was a lot of grief that came up and, and that's, and it's, it still happens, but working with you, I, one, I normalize that grief, but two is how could I add a transition week for me? And we talked about that and establishing that transition week for me to do, to cope in a way that, um, I allow myself just to be, <laughs> without shaming and if I want to eat something sweet then I'm gonna have it because I'm allowing myself to do that without um any shame or without any guilt oh my gosh yeah everybody should have a transition week yes everyone (laughs) and this is so good because like I feel like past you would have been like Sam what do you mean like so I have a whole week of giving myself all the permission, give, having all the sweets. Like, am I going to overdo it? Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. no, you actually don't. Can you yeah. talk about that? Like, how does that make you have more control than not having a transition week where you just go back to like what you were doing before you left for vacation? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think checking in with yourself is is so important and it's mindfulness, right? Being present, being um, attuned to your body. And that's part of self-compassion and really acknowledging like, okay, am I having this right now because of this reason or that reason? So knowing the intention behind why, for example, why I'm snacking or why I'm having some type of sweets. But I think just giving myself that permission and something that you said to me, that really resonated is like, there's always going to be emotional eating. (laughs) So instead of resisting it, let's just work with it. And that's, and that was me working with that emotional eating um, because I had seen it like, like uh, I had seen it as a very negative thing before, but now it's like, no, like how can we make it part of life, but without the shame or without the guilt yeah this is really Mm -hmm. good by the way if you're like how do you implement a transition week it's super simple if you come back from a vacation i usually just say take a week to like get back into the groove of things you don't Mm -hmm. have to rush into your workouts right away you don't have to like start meal planning like go to the grocery store it's like you just take the time that you need and sometimes for some people that's like i'm just gonna take a walk 
for the week or I'm just gonna like do whatever I can to maybe clean out the fridge and like get some stuff in slowly throughout the week right it's not like you're going from zero to 100 it's like okay it's like I think about it like you know when you come back from a trip and you have to unpack all the stuff that you packed to go on that trip it's like you're slowly unpacking your life again and like (laughs) to like start the following week like how you want to start it Mm -hmm. instead of like rushing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And to add on top of what you said too, because we were talking, we were on the topic of like what you want for your body is very different from what your body wants, right? Depending mm-hmm. on the season of your life. It also brings me into this conversation of like being ready to lose weight looks different on everybody. Yes. And I think like you highlight such an important piece in your journey because I feel like for you, Every single time you try to like set like a weight loss goal in the past, it's almost like your brain just wanted to like, it's very black and white, right? It's like it has mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. and I can't be in the middle. It's like I have to go hard. I have to go home type of mentality. Yes. And I always say like sometimes like being ready means like just doing something for your body. And it could be like the smallest thing, like taking a walk or like taking a break or it could be like I'm going to cook a meal today instead of like getting takeout like those things matter and if you don't make those things count then when you eventually go to the gym or do what you really want to do like you're not going to make it count so I want to hear from your perspective like because you were so used to the go 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 you know like in your career Mm -hmm. and in your in your past weight loss like journey how did you shift the mindset of like okay, like, I'm gonna take things slow. But like, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna get slow progress. Like, I'm just gonna meet myself at my pace. And I'm gonna be okay with my pace. How did you switch that mentality? Because I feel like the moment when you did that, like, it it really fast tracked you, you were like, okay, like, I got mm-hmm. it. Like, this this <laughs> is going good. Like, I'm I'm on a I'm on a row. And I'm in control yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, that I think knowing that I have, I have it available to me, (laughs) knowing that I have workouts available to me that work for my body and something else that I really had to work through is like that sense of urgency that was coming up for me. And that was a big one that um, you and I worked through. And I realized like, there's, there's no limit, (laughs) there's no limit. And when I could, um, how long I take working out or when I do this. And also having more flexibility in my schedule definitely helps, but also acknowledging my energy. Like I get to work with my energy instead of going against it. And I think that's also been part of this process for me of like my prime energy is midday, for example, or really late in the afternoon and or sometimes it's it's in the morning. Right. So working with my body, I think that's been a key here and being more attuned with it. Um, has definitely been part of this process. Big has been a big part of this process for me. That's really good. So, can you give me an example of like the when you said we had to work through the urgency? Because let me tell y'all, when Claudia and I first started working together, like I felt like you were like rushing. Yeah, <laughs> like she was like, I gotta get this workout in, and then like it was like you had to go pick up your daughter, and then it was a lot of like. Boom, yeah. boom. and it just felt like so chaotic because because mm-hmm. your brain 
don't have enough time. I don't know how long this is going to take. Oh my gosh. It was like a lot of like spiraling around time management. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you just talked about how like we've been working through my urgency and I just let myself work with my body and my energy. Like it's such a different vibe, you know? Oh yes. Completely different. And I think, you know, something else that we had to work through too is or acknowledge, I had to acknowledge a lot of what was still coming up for me from my past experiences. Like when I used to go to CrossFit, I was like in and out, right? I used to arrive to class 10 minutes before and leave right after class to go back to work. And it was like rushing all the time. So knowing that, okay, one is coming from there. And two is also this sense of like, I don't have enough time to work out. And really shifting to like, I get to create the time to work out. <laughs> I think that was a big shift for me too. Um, because I I just, again, had to really remind myself, like, I am not in a rush. No one is here yelling at me or no one is pressuring yeah. me to finish. I get to choose how long to take on this workout. And so like, is that the advice that you would give someone if they're dealing with that urgency too? <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would invite you to check in with yourself, you know, checking in with yourself, asking yourself where that's coming from. Um, again, for me, it was like a lot of, I realized a lot of, uh, like my brain was still wanting to go to my past experiences, especially when we had like our first evaluation. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was freaking out because that my brain took me to like, oh, I'm going to have an evaluation. And um, I used to have evaluations all the time at work. So I used to have so much anxiety around that. So really knowing where that everything, if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling stressed about um, working out or that sense of urgency, I think checking it with checking in with yourself and asking yourself where that's coming from and allowing yourself to go there, you know, and knowing that it's okay to be where you are right now and know that you are working towards where you want to be. This is so good. So the way that I hear you said it, it's like the only way to really make a change is to know what triggers you. Yeah, yeah, whether that it's was like a big good, one. Whether it's like good triggers or like, I would say like bad triggers, right? Like quote, I never, I never really think there's such thing as bad triggers. I think there's triggers that just makes you so aware of whether or not you want to keep doing the same thing that way mm-hmm, or not. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, it, it was especially like the evaluation piece and what Claudia is talking about. It's like when you join six month one-on-one coaching, like every six week we do like a progress check-in and I had it named evaluation. And I <laughs> think that that was going to trigger her, but it triggered uh, like, like her during her burnout phase mm-hmm. when she did to work um, in higher education. And so she just felt like she had to be perfect and do really good. And it was like a test, right? Like you're, you're like preparing to like pass or fail an exam. That's how like her brain yeah. is making it as. And so when it came to like the evaluation, the progress check-in, I know your brain wanted to spiral because it was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, did I do a good job? Did I not? If I'm not going to do a good job, then let me just like go to emotional eating. Let me just, let me almost like sabotage my own progress. It brings you back into those moments. So like, as you're speaking that, I just want you all to check in with yourself of what are some of my triggers? Like Mm -hmm. what is the triggers that gets me like emotional eating? Is it like grief? Is it, is it when, you know, I have a conversation with my dad and we're talking about like a specific topic. 
Is it around my body image? Uh, is it when the kids are not ready for school in the morning and I have to dress mm-hmm. all of them up, right? Like, I like to just think about like, what are scenarios that get you to to do what you don't want to do? And also understanding yourself a little bit more of where is that narrative coming from? And I know you talked mm-hmm. about urgency. Like, I even think about like the time when I struggled a lot with, you know, being rushed all the time. I think about it like, okay, that's not my voice. Like that's my dad's mm-hmm. voice. Because growing up, like my dad was always like, okay, if you don't get it done when you said you were going to get it done, then like I was going to get in trouble. And so it's like yeah. my nervous system never likes it when I'm on a time limit. Like if I tell myself, mm-hmm. you have 60 minutes to do this, my brain is going to be like, no, like if it's past 60 minutes, like you're in trouble. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's really helpful for you to just think about like, what are your triggers and then building awareness off of them so that you can slowly start to see like, okay, this is, this is making me overeat. And then this mm-hmm. is allowing mm-hmm. me to work out. Yes. <laughs> yes. I totally agree. And that's been mm-hmm. a big part of this work with you too, is just acknowledging, knowing all the triggers. Yeah. You know? And also love that we took the time to create a safety plan. So when you are feeling triggered, it's like, what things could you do to, to ground yourself, to soothe in a way that will not lead you to any, you feeling shame for overeating or um, doing something that doesn't feel to your good to your body at the end of the day. Yeah, no, this is really good. Yeah. A safety plan is like what, what I have my clients do where it's like, if there's an emotion that you're feeling, whether that you're feeling triggered from feeling disappointed, is it shame? Is it like anxiety? Mm-hmm. Usually I just like to say, okay, if you're feeling this emotion, what are you going to do when you feel it? And you just write your top three things, right? For yeah. some people, like for me, it's like, I'm going to watch Netflix or I'm going to watch like three episodes of Friends. I'm probably going to go shopping or I'm probably going to go for a walk. And when I'm experiencing like shame or disappointment, I'm like, okay, Sam, just pick one of these things and let's just go do them. Mm-hmm. Let's just take the time to just go do them. There's no like sitting down, like thinking about like, oh, we shouldn't be feeling this way. It's like, okay, let me just give myself time to feel this way because mm-hmm. I got triggered today and it's affecting my weight loss progress. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another thing I wanted to ask you is creating room, like creating space for your goal. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know if you resonate with this, but when I was thinking about your journey, I'm like, you know, Claudia really manifested this. Mm-hmm. And when I say manifested, I mean, I'm really talking about how, like, when you first started the program, I feel like you had an idea of, like, what you wanted your routine to look like, like how you wanted to eat and how you wanted to work out and how you wanted to hang out with your family. Because I remember uh, she was like, I don't want to like eat a separate meal from my family. Like I want to be able to have meals with them and still eat like my culture food. And I feel like you had this vision. Mm-hmm. You've been working towards that vision of like, how can I enjoy my life with my family, my daughter, my husband? And like, how can I like still work out and like not have it overlap between, you know, my, my coaching calls or with family time? How can I still travel on the weekends? So like, I feel like you created like space for that to happen and so I just want you to like walk through that process of how did you how did you create space for your goal because I know when we want to lose 20 pounds it's like all of a sudden 
like we if we don't create space for it it's not going to happen yeah yeah definitely you know i think a big part of this is creating the capacity and the space is really acknowledging my emotions <laughs> yeah yeah i know avoidance behavior came, avoidance behavior uh, came up a lot at the beginning of our time working time when we started working together and i noticed that i was avoiding disappointment and that was what was feeding a lot of the triggers and I just had to go there. I had to go there to gain more clarity, to gain more awareness. And that led me to other parts of this journey where I had to also identify how I was defining things for myself. I know we went through meal planning, for example, and I had a whole different definition (laughs) of what you did. So unpacking that for myself, And really knowing like, one, how am I defining this? And then two, also, if I'm thinking that I want to get to a specific goal and and if I'm telling myself I must do this and really finding the evidence of how maybe I'm already doing it, I think that's... Yeah, I think that's been also helpful in our time together because sometimes... And I, and I love how you emphasize on this, Sam, like celebrating myself, because that's something that honestly, it's, it's um, an ongoing, ongoing journey for me. And it's so important to really celebrate ourselves because, you know, our, our brain will want to forget <laughs> everything that we've accomplished. So finding that evidence of how I've already achieved something of how when I don't feel like exercising, not telling myself, well, here's the evidence of how I know how to get back to exercising. So really practicing that um, compassion, being compassionate with myself and knowing that I know, I know, I know that I could um, find my way back if I'm feeling like I don't want to exercise, for example, but Again, just really unpacking and knowing how I'm defining something for myself and building that awareness. Awareness is definitely key. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love that. What you just said is like really huge. And when I say huge, I mean, like this is if you can like if you take this part of the podcast and you implement (laughs) it, I promise you, you're going to lose 20 pounds. (laughs) You said it, Claudia, you were like. The way I was able to create space for my 20 pound goal or for my weight loss goal is number one, I had to redefine what workouts look like for me. I had mm-hmm. to redefine like food, how that looks like for me. I had to redefine the way I talk to myself. They're like celebrating. Mm-hmm. Right. And then also I had to redefine like what is a what is life like balancing life look like? while taking care of myself and I love that because a lot of times we all get caught up in like how how is she doing it like how is Susie doing it how is like Pamela doing it how's you know how's Becky doing it I'm just making up these names so we're just like thinking like how are they like able to like go to the gym and do CrossFit Mm -hmm. run Mm -hmm. how are they able to like meal plan and have the same food every set every like lunchtime how do they like have family time and still like be in shape and it's really easy to like spiral into comparison oh yeah but I think for you it's like you 
redefining what those mean to you allowed you to create like weight loss, your version. And that's mm-hmm. like super important, right? Because if you didn't do that, you wouldn't be working out three times a week now. Like if you didn't believe that like the walking that you did every day counted or the times when you did the stretches only, right? And you did the mm-hmm. walking or when you were on the treadmill and you were just like walking instead of running or when you went hiking with your family. Like if you didn't think that that was like a part of my workout routine, like you would have never like felt like confident or even like, reassured that like you could do strength training mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and and that's and so oh go ahead go ahead oh I was just going to say and I think that's why it's so important to really acknowledge everything that you do because everything counts yeah yeah the same goes for food right it's like mm-hmm. I remember when I was telling Claudia I'm like I think it's time for you to like meal plan and she was like what do you mean And like her brain was freaking out because she had a whole definition of like meal planning Mm -hmm. from like how she used to like try to lose weight in the past. And her version of meal planning was like eating the same thing and like cooking like batches of food (laughs) or like eating something different for her family. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, like I just think of meal planning as like you just make a decision ahead of time of what you're going to eat. And that decision can change when the time comes. But like the goal here is like you just have to decide so that you're not like scrambling when you're hungry because that's not like fun for for either you or your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a huge mind shift right there. <laughs> yeah. That shift, there's so much for me. And I, now I'm your plan. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like it's forced. Like I think for you, because you redefined what meal planning looked like. Mm-hmm that allowed you to eat more intentionally yes and that means that you were more satisfied so that you weren't like really snacking but I think that's really important because if you're struggling with your food right now it's like you're probably trying to eat like someone else Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you're probably trying to eat like someone else you're probably trying to like do eating like what you see on social media but it's like no but like how do you want to eat and like what does meal planning look like to you? Like if you were just to like brainstorm it and not put yourself in a box, it's like, how would you really do it? And this is like a fun question that I ask all my clients because there's a lot of like, this is right, this is wrong and weight loss. <laughs> and I think oftentimes when you're like, okay, what if there's no rules? Like, what would you do? And it's like, oh, like I would totally do it this way. And you're like, okay, that is your way of doing things. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And I love that you did that with me because- I remember you asking me if if you were to forget about all the rules. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And that was hard alone because there are so many rules that we impose on ourselves. And they do come from what we see others doing. And our journey is so unique. Yeah. And knowing and and I know like it's easier said than done, but you know, I think once you commit to this journey, it's it's a lot easier. Um especially when you practice self-compassion because we could be so hard on ourselves and that's where comparison comes into place. And there's just so much that goes into losing weight yeah, (laughs) and and being okay with not having it be perfect all the time is definitely, will definitely help you get, 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 help you get to your journey or your goal. 
a lot faster than shaming and judging yourself. Um, but going back to the food, I know you we we made a list of things that I loved and I started incorporating them into my meals and I added sweets to my meals. And that mm. was a huge shift because in my mind, I thought I couldn't do that. But I, I, I did that. And now my meals are way more satisfying than they were before. And that has definitely reduced the snacking. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're eating foods that you actually like, not just because like it's available to you or not just because mm-hmm. like, you know, the husband's eating it. It's like, I, I want this instead of instead of what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that I do just want to end this podcast with is I feel like in order to create space for your goal, like you also have to change the way you think about your journey. Like, I feel like I have really seen the evolution in your brain, how it went from like a diet brain to now like a lifestyle brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just want you to talk about that, right? Like, how did how did that shift for you? Because I know when we've done diets, it's like, we're just like, okay, we're going to do this for a little bit. Then we're going to stop. But then like, how did you switch that on where you're like, we're going to do this and we're going to do this for the rest of our life. Because I know a lot of our coaching, something that you say to me over and over is you're like, this is more than just, this is more than you, you say something along the lines of like, this is more than just about the weight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like this weight loss journey is more than the, the number on the scale, the pounds, and so I want to know how you switch to that thinking and like, what are some tips that you have for the people listening? Because I feel like when you can get your mind there, it is so much easier for you to redefine what workouts look like for you, how, how meal planning looks like for you and on your schedule, right. And making room for you to like work out and actually cook the foods that you want to cook because you're thinking about the journey differently than last time. Because if you keep thinking about it, like how you did last time, you get the same result. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is a good, uh, this is a good question. You know, I think when I started working with you, I knew I wanted to lose the weight. I knew that was definitely like the 20 goal, like caught my eye. I was like, I want to lose 20 pounds. <laughs> but as we started working together, I knew that I wanted sustainability. I knew that I wanted this to be long-term in my life. I was tired of doing it the old way I knew that I didn't want to put my my body through that anymore you know it's it's our body and at the end of the day that's one of the things that will carry with us for the our entire life so like my mindset was like why why not honor my body why not take care of my body in a way that feels good to me and also knowing that I want I want to feel good I want to feel good I want to have that energy. I know what it feels to be burnout. I know what it feels to be exhausted. I know what it feels to neglect my body um, to the point where I was, I got a pre-diabetes diagnosis. And I knew like that was a big turning point for me too, where I, I didn't want to put myself through that. Um, I want to have a healthy future for me, for my family, for my daughter. And um, knowing that this is long-term and not, because I want to go on vacation or I, I, I want to get um, slim for a party. It's, it's about sustainability. And a lot of it has to go with, it's the mindset around the thoughts that you have about your body, the thoughts that you have about losing weight, the thoughts that you have about um, 
like the triggers, you know, really knowing the triggers and how that leads you to emotional eating or how that leads you to um, other types of maladaptive coping mechanisms that may come up for you. So a lot of it is really checking in with yourself, being compassionate with yourself. I used to shame myself a lot for neglecting my body, but I also had to give that version of me so much love because that's she did what she had to do to survive what she was going through. So, you know, knowing that I was I'm not there anymore and knowing that I I know where I want to go and that my physical health is definitely part of what I want to nurture as I move forward and losing weight. I know it's just going to be like that extra component <laughs> um, because it's going to be my health at the end of the day. I love yeah. that. I love that so much because what you just said there really got me thinking of like, you mentioned like your family, right? Like your daughter, you mentioned like you, but then you also mentioned like long-term. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking of like the three whys that we all need in our weight loss journey is mm. you need to know why you're doing this right now for the version of you in this moment, like the mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. version of you. Why are you doing this? Why do you want to lose weight right now? And then you have to think about like, why are you doing this for the people that you love? Mm. Because oftentimes, like, you're not going to wake up super excited and being like, I just want a nice body. So I'm going to go work out. Today. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Like, that's not going to motivate you to go walking. I mean, obviously, for me, that's not going to motivate me. I'm just like, I'm just gonna stay home. I could <laughs> Next year. <laughs> that's the way I think about it. Right. Um. So it's like the why for the people that you love. And then I, I say this a lot, but it's like the why for the 90 year old version of you. Right. Mm. and that that 90 year old version of you she's all about sustainability she's all about Mm -hmm. like her health Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. when you have those three whys of what is it like what's in it for me right now what's in it for me and my family and what's in it for me and my 90 year old self Mm -hmm. to give you identify those three things like you're golden like that Mm -hmm. is how you shift your mindset from like a dieting mentality to like making it a lifestyle because you're looking at like a bigger picture you're not looking at just like one dot on the picture you're like looking yeah. at the entire picture of your journey mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. felt like that was a huge shift for you yeah definitely yes I totally agree and um you know I I wouldn't have done it any other way and I'm so happy that I invested in working with you it's honestly been life-changing to be here right now and I can't wait for the next few months <laughs> it's gonna be fun yes it will be and yeah if if you know that you want to go on this journey if you've been thinking of um, focusing on your weight loss and knowing that it goes beyond that you know I highly recommend you to work with Sam she's an amazing amazing coach Thank and she'll you. definitely help you get there <laughs> I love it. I appreciate all of the love. It, it really yeah. even sometimes my my brain is like, oh my gosh, my clients doesn't don't think I'm crazy. This is amazing. <laughs> but this is like so good. So last few things. Well, I know you come from a burnout background. What advice would you give someone right now if they are in that stage right now where they're like, I really want to prioritize my health, mm-hmm. but I just don't have the energy, like. If, if you 
could think about like your past self, right? If you could say something to her that would that would help everybody that's in this situation, yeah. what would you want to say? Oh, I will tell her. I know, I know that you're exhausted. I know you're tired, and I know that focusing on your health and focusing on yourself seems like one more thing that you have to do. But now that it's gonna be the one thing that's gonna change your life completely. And investing in yourself. Oh my god, I'm just getting the chills. <laughs> and know that giving back to yourself, pouring back into yourself, getting to nurture yourself, and allowing yourself to to go there. That's gonna be um, life changing, and you you will not regret it. That's that's what I could tell you. That's gonna be the beginning of so much more, and. And it's going to be, and once you're doing it, it's not going to feel like work because it's it's you, right? And you get to prioritize your well-being and your health and invite the things and the people and the activities and everything that you love. And, you know, it's just a domino effect from there. So that's what I would tell her. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. Did you know I got I got the freaking chills too when you said I got that. the chills when I was saying that. <laughs> like, I got the goosebumps, but like that's so true. And something I just want to offer you if you're listening to this, if taking care of yourself feels like a chore, I just want you to take that as a sign that you are burnt out and that you are stressed and that it is completely okay, but let that be a sign that that like that is a thing you need to do. Is like to mm-hmm. take care of yourself. I always yeah. say, like, I'm even thinking about my client. Yeah, we, we're going to do a podcast episode too. But I remember when we first started working together, she was like, Sam, eating feels like a chore. I'm like, girl, you are burnt out. If you, <laughs> if, if you, if your body does not even want to think about meals, like you are burnt out. And I just want mm-hmm. you to, that'd be a sign. If you taking a walk feels like a chore, you cooking for yourself feels like a chore, you eating, like you doing the basic things for yourself feels like a chore please take that as a sign that like you are burnt out and you are like performing at a high level Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and consuming a lot of stress you know physically and emotionally and I just want you to give yourself the permission to be like yeah this is where I'm at and the the way to change this is to pour back to myself even though it feels like another thing on your to-do list Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you know something else also comes up I think for me when I invested with with you and just that moment that everything shifted for me in in investing with the coach and doing this work healing and focusing on my weight loss journey you know often like we talk about money and investing in yourself and I think that may come up a lot for like first gen and a lot of mindset around that. So, yeah. you know, know that it goes beyond the money. You are your best uh, return of, of investment. But just think about all the work, all, all the wonderful healing that you'll be doing. And it is an emotional investment. You will be pouring out a lot. You will be yeah. giving yourself the permission to feel and to receive. You know, I think that was another big part of this too, is like, allow yourself to receive the support and the guidance. You're probably the one giving that support and guidance to others. So allow yourself to receive that and you won't regret it. I promise you that. I love that. 
I then when you said that, my brain was like, because I'm a first gen too, and a lot of people listening to this episode's their first gen as well. <laughs> and I just always say, like, whenever I invest in me, I invest in my ancestors. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and that helps me stay grounded because, like, yeah. they got me here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they won't know what's gonna get me over there and I have to go first mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. carry them with me on my back yeah but like this isn't just for me you know it's for like the people that could even get this kind of opportunity or even like these resources mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think when I think about that where it's like if you're in a place right now where you know you can create options even though it feels like you might Right now, it might not feel like you can or it feels like you're stuck in your situation and you don't know what to do. I just want you to see that as like, if if your ancestors got you here, like they're going to get you over there. And like, this is where you really have to just trust that gut instinct where it's like, if your voice, if there's a little voice that's saying, you need to take care of yourself. I just want you to listen to it because it's talking to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming, Claudia. Can you just tell the people where they can find you and how to work with you? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really hope this was helpful to you and that you take a a lot away from this um, episode. So you can find me on Instagram at Healing with Gaia. I work with first gen women of color and healing burnout, building your capacity. And, you know, for you, because I know that you won't balance an option. So I help you get there. I help you create that balance in your life and your career so you can live a life that works for you. Oh my gosh, I love it. So I will leave Claudia's link in the show notes below. So feel free to check that out. Click her and follow her Instagram and also additional information down there for you. You want to join six month one-on-one coaching. I will also leave that in the show notes below. You can click on that, apply, and then we'll hop on a free sales call to chat to see if it's a great fit. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me, but this is the program where I'm going to help you obviously lose 20 pounds but like we're gonna do it in this way where you're gonna lose weight your weight you're gonna redefine what workouts look like for you what eating healthy looks like for you right and really help you make this a lifestyle because it's not just about the losing the 20 pounds and like letting that be the end all be all but it's like I want you to be healthy for the rest of your life and you're gonna do it in this program and so I can't wait to chat with you and until then I'll talk to y'all next week bye Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to lose your first 10 to 20 pounds, eating what you like, no diets, no restriction, and build a consistent and confident lifestyle, my one-on-one coaching program is now open for enrollment. To apply, visit www.superlysamp.com. And from there, we'll book a call to see if you are a great fit. I'm so excited to serve you in this program. But until then, I'll talk to you next week.